0: three two, three, four.
1: You're listening to Felony Podcast with your host, Dave Dahl, on the Startup Radio Network. The Felony Podcast explores ex-felons that have gone on to launch their own startups. We explore the ups, the downs, the behind-the-bar stories with these founders. Felony Podcast airs every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. My name is Mark Grimes, co-founder of Startup Radio Network, Also with us in the studio, Dave's partner in crime, Lad Justison.
0: And here's a man with a plan. Leader of the band, buff and tanned. Dave, the killer bread man, doll. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Uh, That that wasn't Dave. That was not Dave that just said, I love it. Welcome to the Felony Inc. podcast, live from downtown Portland, Oregon. This show is all about personal transformation, hope, and empowering one's own unique purpose. In my own experience, these things only come after plenty of failure, adversity, and struggle. Most of our guests have been convicted of felonies, but that's long in the past. And just as they own their own past mistakes, they own their present and future. My guests inspire me. They aren't derailed by difficult times. Instead, they charge forward better and stronger after facing adversity. This is the entrepreneurial spirit. This is how humans succeed. Positive change isn't easy. Transformation is a motherfucker. Our guest today, Michelle Holman, has the spirit I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But before we get to Michelle... Let yeah, me welcome back Lad Justice and my co-host. Lad was scheduled to be gone for 60 days treatment for gambling, but miraculously he was cured in less than a week.
2: <laughs> he <didn't lie.
0: laughs> he was not court ordered to treatment, so you know what he did. He had the prerogative uh, to leave it. will. Congrats on such a quick recovery, Lad. Well, you know, hey, I'm back and I'm in full force. How much gambling have you done since you got back? Zero. All right, well, that was, maybe it was a quick quick recovery.
2: Well, you know what happened, Dave? I got there, and I realized that I wasn't in as bad a shape as I oh, thought I was. That's what everybody <laughs> thinks when they I get, really. t- get the treatment. But you know, these guys and gals that were in there, they um, not only were they, they had gambling problems, which is significant, but they also had drug and alcohol and other mental um, related uh, problems as well, and... and Besides having the mental problems, I'm sure you'll probably say I do, but um, <laughs> <There's no question. laughs> I don't have the other problems, and so I quickly realized that um, uh, some outpatient treatment would uh, would do me just as well, and so well, that's the why, course I took. Why didn't you realize that before you went in? That's the question. Well, just in a desperate situation, you know. It so takes you really, a little you bit really of
0: really felt like you you're out of control, right?
2: Yeah. And... You didn't see a solution other than going to treatment. Well, not at that point, but then once, like I say, once I got there, I realized, oh my gosh, you know, um, that poor me thing I was thinking in my head wasn't really You weren't, you weren't as bad
0: as you thought. You know, no. There's things you can do about it right. uh, out here
2: in the streets in the world. Right. Well, you know, I, I always paid my bills and always kept everything else. I just spent out, you know, some of the extra money I had. But these people in there, you know, I, you know, I felt kind of bad for them because they've lost just everything. You know, right. down in the dirt, living on the streets. Um, family members, friends have uh, disowned them. And Man, we probably won't let you do that. We probably aren't gonna let you let you go that far. Well, you disowned me a long time
0: ago. Oh so. <laughs> yeah. You know, basically, you're like. Uh, a 20-year pain in the ass. That's what you are. That's true. Yeah, I, I just took some aspirin actually for that. Uh.
2: By leaving early, you kind of took a gamble on that, I guess. Well, it's li- oh. <laughs> well, he, it's literally a pain in day's ass because you know. All right, we ain't going there. Okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that's kind of you know that's below the belt stuff.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, L- literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> 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 well, anyway. Let's get to our our guest. Uh, Today's guest was a teenage addict who was convicted of possession and delivery of coke and heroin. Now, I know that you happen to also uh, be into other drugs like uh, meth, but you didn't get in trouble for that, per se. Mm, No. Um, Then she got a GED, and she's been clean and sober for eight years.
1: Yeah.
0: That's, that's That's a good track record. She became a legitimate... Entrepreneur
2: and is currently making appearances on the Food Network Lab. That's right. And she always struggled with being overweight, but she has been on a mindful journey. Mindfulness has, journey. Mindfulness journey. That's mm-hmm. right. That has resulted in the loss of 145 pounds. Isn't that how much you weigh, Dave? That's how much your head weighs.
0: <laughs> oh. She says she's learned that it's all about feeling self-worth and hope for the future. And the amazing power... Give back. I like that. I think I may have changed your words a little bit, but I think, I think that you would agree with me. Absolutely. Um, so, anyway, you've had a few words in already, but welcome to uh, the podcast.
1: Thank you. Michelle Thank you for having me. In. Thank you so in. much. And yeah. you say it so well. Yeah,
0: isn't it sweet? <laughs> I, I really know what I'm doing when it comes to that <laughs> that one thing.
1: No, it's great. It's That's great. All. all
0: right. So, uh, wow, well, where do we begin? Um, I remember. I remember um, you coming to my place. That's when I met you. Yeah. You came with our friend Mark Gailey, um, who I must admonish on, on the air for bringing someone to my house without me knowing who it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was so worried about that, too.
2: <laughs> but. Um, Anyway, do you it, think he's listening? to you actually? I hope so. No. Yeah. Well, if yeah. not, we if, can when we get this loaded we can, up, we can just replay it for no, him. No, we just beat his ass later. Well, that too. that's what he's got coming. That's but you got to
1: thank coming. him now because. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. Let's get real. Yeah. The real deal is that I'm so uh, I I'm so happy to have met Michelle. We had a nice talk when she was there. We looked out over the city and. And uh, and we talked about a lot of great things. And Michelle is a very inspirational, uh, you know, person because she has overcome a lot. She's still working at that. We all are, um, but she's got the attitude about uh, you know the attitude that it takes, in my opinion, to to get that. To Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, to, going back to you know, let's let's start with your childhood to the point that it matters to you and your story uh, and move forward from there.
1: Okay. So I grew up actually in South Dakota on a ranch of 160 acres and we raised paints and thoroughbreds. So I was very active and I had a pretty good childhood for the most part. But the reason why I talk about that is because that's where I remember that where my food addiction actually came into place. I remember like stealing Doritos and chicken in a biscuit and running to our tree clean back of the house and just like pound down these things. And I know now through like my own self-development that it was because my father father wasn't involved in my life, so I was like filled, filling this void, even at a young age and didn't even realize that. So then we moved to Oregon. And that's where the drugs came into play. So I replaced food to drugs. And um, from 12 years old, I started smoking cigarettes, started smoking pot. And then at 13, it was the crank days. So Mm, 13, huh? Yeah. So I I went, I'm a go-getter. What can I say? Yeah,
0: yeah. I know you are. (laughs) So So you, you were going to get the bad stuff back then because, hey, you didn't have any perspective really yet. It was Mm-mm. like, hey, I can do, I gotta do something. Yeah. You know, because that's the way I am. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a go-getter.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, I'm going to go get me some meth.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go get me some whatever. And that's where I just started experimenting with everything. So then it was like Primo's. So it was like Coke and pot and meth. And just, it just went and went until I finally found myself selling Coke and heroin downtown Portland on 5th and 6th Street back in the late 90s. And I'm like 15 at this right. point. So, so
0: so you were 13 and you were introduced to meth and stuff. When, and you were rare at the time? I'm in Portland already. Or?
1: I was I was in, I lived in Forest Grove but then I was running away from home because I was 12 and 13 but I looked like I was 19. Oh, okay. So like I was getting in trouble like real quick I and see. I thought like you know my shit didn't stink. Like yeah. I was like peace and I went and did my own thing um, and yeah that's kind of where it started and then just like ending up with you know the wrong crowd doing the wrong things but people thinking I'm grown anyways and
0: And getting pregnant.
1: Yeah, so I actually met my son's father, you know, downtown. He was, you know, one of the bigger drug dealers down there. And so, like, we were selling together. And then at 18, I got pregnant. And I was doing coke like every day. It was like because you know that's what you do. You're down on the streets, sure. and you have to be there all hours of the night, and you got to be running from the cops. You got to yeah. be doing plus,
0: plus. it feels good.
1: And it feels great, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And since I did struggle with like a weight issue even in my teenage years, like I was dropping weight like no other. You know, <laughs> doing those rails and walking. You found you
0: found uh, the solution. I did <laughs>
1: <laughs> at that point, anyways. Yeah, the
0: solution of uh, at least the way I remember it was coke and water and uh, you just stir it up a little bit, you draw it up, and you get rid of it. You, yeah. You inject it. But that was how I did it.
1: Yeah. I uh, actually never got to that point. I, I was about to, and this girl, she shot up in her neck and she was like, okay, I'll show you how. And I went in to the bathroom, she shot up in her neck, and then she like fell to the ground and shot like, herself. You like, no, I ain't herself. doing this. I was like, I'm good. I was like, this chick's dying in here. Like, Let's go. So I never went that far, but I still had to go through my own detoxes, even in JDH, because I was like getting in trouble, and they had to put me in a special cell because I was like detoxing from heroin. At this point, heroin was my major drug Man, of choice. That sucks. Yeah.
0: So, so now you're what age at this point?
1: So um, at that age, I was about 16. Hmm. That's when I got convicted of my felonies, like right when that whole Measure 11 thing passed. Yeah. So I was like right in the brink of that. And I served some time in Warrington. It's like a minimum security. But you security didn't have
0: a Measure 11 offense, right? That's a violent offense.
1: Right? Uh, yeah, no, but that's like right a or wrong. You were pushing it,
0: way. though. You might have got that, you
1: know. Yeah.
0: Uh, if you kept going. So here's um, so 16 and... You are not pregnant yet?
1: Not pregnant yet.
0: When did you get pregnant?
1: I got pregnant at 18. Okay. So yeah. and so
0: were you were you still pretty deep in your addiction at this point?
1: No. The moment that I got pregnant is where I was just like, okay, it's time to get my shit together basically cuz I didn't want my kid to go through I didn't I didn't want to have to have a child that had any issues like I, I was selfish in the fact of doing drugs for my own reason, but, like, once I had my son, and then I was with my son's father from, like, 15 all the way up until I was 22. So we were together, and everything was going great for that, and I got off drugs until my son was about three, and then mm-hmm. just the cycle kind of started all over then again.
0: Now you're 21, 22, and you're doing it again. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah, and it, so your convictions as an adult, um, you were held?
1: Um, I think my or were fer- you? yeah no so then um, I was doing drugs and being you know stupid mm-hmm. and then so I got a felony for receiving stolen property. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, out of all the things, and Lad, Lad got on.
0: his Lad got his latest one for uh, receiving stolen property. But <laughs> well, <laughs> it is what it is, you know. Um, wow. Anyway, just, getting, back to, getting back to getting back to to Michelle's story. It's not about Lad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no Lad. Was he, about Michelle, you. did you know what Dave was in prison for, right?
1: You told me yeah. when I was up there at your That's
2: house. Right. <laughs> me on a poodle with a pincher prior. Yeah. Pincher prior.
1: Hmm. Whatever
0: that is. I'm not quite <laughs> sure I understand that one. You know what a pincher is, right? I do know what a pincher dog is. That's yeah. right. That's right. Okie dokie. <laughs> um... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into this anymore because <laughs> this is a really slippery slope for
1: that. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, it's a trigger. <laughs> <to> see it.
0: <laughs> so, too many memories. Too many. So now you're uh, you got your kid, and when did you get your GED?
1: So my GED was actually court ordered. Like they were, so I had to get it as part of my probation, and then eventually, like part of my parole. also. I got my GD and had to go through counseling, and, and then you were
0: 24? No, five. so I got my
1: GD like at 16, oh, 17. So when okay. I was in jail doing all that stuff,
0: so you already had it all along. Okay. Yeah, but
1: never really implemented it. for No, anything. because GD
0: in well, general yeah. doesn't do a lot for you. No, and you got to have it. It's like a necessary prerequisite to just about anything. Exactly. But until you get, you got to figure out something from there. You got to either get training, you have to, um, or you have to get passionate about something. Now what? How did it happen for you?
1: For the passion part. Well, I'm grateful to go, just to digress. I'm grateful mm-hmm. for the fact that I had to get my GED because I want, then I went to school, and you can't yeah. even go to school to get a okay. trade without that. Well, so, wait
0: a minute, did you explain that?
1: So and when did that happen? So my first thing was, like, I'm an artist at trades. So even as a kid, I loved to create things. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just my jam. I just sure. loved it. So I was, like, you know, stuck. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So around 21, 22, I went to cosmetology school because mm-hmm. I wanted to do special effects makeup because I just thought that was bitching. I'm like, yeah. I totally need to do that mm-hmm. and create things. Um, come to find out that's not really, the you know, the way that There's you not go. a whole lot of action there, right? No, especially now with, like, the digital era. Yeah. Everything is just CI now. So... Um I didn't really finish that, and then I was still then I got you know caught up with a dude and he was selling meth, so then I went back down on that cycle and it was because I was just looking for my worth in other people than mm. in myself, so you then gotcha. I was very led easily to go do things that really wasn't in my best interest so fast forward um decided that this isn't healthy. I was addicted to painkillers at this point. my doctor. Hooked me up, and I'm not even I know lying. That scene. Yeah, and it was in, it was insane. There was moments where, like my my son's kindergarten year, I don't even remember. My grandmother had to take care of my kid. Mm. I would sleep on the in, in my bed for three days at a time, not eating. I was over 400 pounds at this point. Like, I honestly was just begging to die. Like I was so miserable.
0: Were you going through a lot of um, like withdrawals? Were you running out of pills and? Having to oh go my that? gosh,
1: it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it was just like heroin, if not yeah. worse. To be
0: Honest, I hear you. Yeah, it you, was you didn't always have your supplies, so you had to go through that exactly. horrible thing. And you probably thought, Oh my God, I want to quit. I'm gonna quit, but I, I need to get high.
1: Exactly. I was to the point to where I before I would wake up. So I was doing meth, and I could still sleep on meth because I was doing so much meth. And mm-hmm. then sure. I would be at the point where I'd wake up in the morning and I'd have to like have my pill grinder and I would snort my oxy or my Percocet right before I and then have to wait 15, 20 minutes just to get out of bed. Like it was insane. Mm-hmm. And Mm-hmm. Um, and just my mind, and my I didn't have any friends. People always thought I was a bitch, because I was. I was yeah. just so miserable, you know, and I didn't like people. And yeah. then I was so insecure with myself that when I would go into these places and people were laughing or looking at me, I thought it was instantly about me. So then I'm just like instantly, you know, resting bitch face, but it wasn't resting. <laughs> like, it's, it was well, just there. It's
0: kind of great when we get to the point where we know it's not about us, whether it's like, uh, you know, it's not all about me anyway it's not mm-hmm. hey, negative or positive you know we're contributors to something and we want to contribute to the good side of things
1: exactly and so through a series of events and after kicking my pill addiction which was the hardest like i just i ran out and actually i got red flagged because at this point like i'm on Xanax methadone oxy delaudin you name it I was on it um, I had a bad experience when I moved to South Carolina this girl next to me was a nurse and she was on the same pill stuff and we were like here let's just make cocktails so we were just mixing pills and just. she had a seizure when we mm-hmm. were sleeping together and almost died and mm-hmm. that was like a wake up call for me that I'm just so grateful and so blessed that something like that never really happened to me like I have some memory issues that I'm like that's why I eat a ketogenic diet now is to kind of rebuild yeah, we're my brain get into that. that's yeah. something
0: we're definitely going to get into but I have to take it just a little break here uh, for our sponsors, and one of my favorite, sponsor, favorite dudes around here
2: is CPA Dudes. Oh, hey, lad, why don't you do it? I can do that. CPA Dudes, where accounting is never boring, their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio and tell them Dave and Lad sent you, and we'll send you a special surprise. Seriously, we will. How about that? And even if you don't need an accountant, just let them know and they'll give you a special surprise. I don't, th- I don't think they really are want the special surprise you're gonna give them <laughs> yeah they do uh,
0: okay, so we gotta, let's get back to Michelle. This is very interesting we don't have we're not't we have near enough time for, for you, <laughs> but let's see uh let's let's move on to. So Where like, things started getting, moving good. toward good.
1: Yeah, so um, basically, I got off my pill addiction, and then uh, my son actually wanted to start going to church. And I'm like, mm. we're not about that life. We're not Did you doing do treatment that. or anything? Or, no, I no. detoxed by myself. My mm. mom, I lost custody of my son for 30 days. My mom took care of him, and then I took that opportunity, and I was just in my bathtub for three days, like, vomiting, shitting myself, mm. like, putting a shower on me. And just the, the air, the lights hurt my body. It was just the worst three days of my life life and that's where I was like I had to look outside myself and that, that was, was the first s- time
0: that really sucks, I know.
1: it was it was horrible and I I took that opportunity and I just looked outside myself and I like prayed I'm like if there is a God out there like I need you because I don't want to do this and like my son walked in on me like trying to kill myself like just bad stuff so that was the beginning of like trying to change my life and then my son was just like I want to go to church with my friend and I'm like we're not gonna do that and then something broke down where I went to the mother of the son, as we're waiting at the school bus and I was like, what do I need to do to go to your guys' church? Like, I just needed something. And I needed a different way of life because the way that I was living my life obviously wasn't amounting to anything and I had hope and I had the passion to want to change, but I didn't have any direction. So... Um, we were baptized together. I quit smoking. I quit drinking. I just really started looking, you know, to God to help me and then just to service of other people and just really, like, being in tune with myself and building up my own self-worth and getting that. And then, so I was, like, single for, like, eight years and just really focusing on myself and being the best mother that I could be to my son because then there was a lot of regrets and a lot of, like, disappointment because of, like, all the time that I was off doing my thing well, and myself. Sun, you, you have know? to go
0: through that. Yeah, um, it's part of your transformation absolutely. and your growth. Yeah, you got um, to you got to feel that str- you know that self loathing for a while. I mean, it, it happens. You, you know? do. You I spend a lot of time doing it.
1: <laughs> well, you do because it kind of puts you in check for mm-hmm. a second. And like, there's a, s- a fine line be- between like. Putting some shame on yourself and realizing, like, "Hey, this is messed up and you need to change," to like self-loathing and be like, right. "Oh, pity me." So right. I was getting, you know, so I was. Getting but we to go
0: through that. Most of us go through yeah. a moment of that for sure. Oh, some for people sure. just stay there.
1: Exactly. It's but getting beyond that. No, I didn't. And, and so, and
0: do you credit a lot of the people that you ch- you chose to be around?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. A bird of a feather flock together. Mm. I I grew up, you know, with that saying, and I'm a firm believer in that. So after we were baptized and we and I just started changing my association with who I was hanging out with and I wanted to surround myself with people that were inspiring and motivating and wanted to do better and wanted to help people because there's where I really get a lot of like, What is it? Like, it feeds my soul when I'm in service of other people, like giving back. Oh, Mm -hmm. it's just the most amazing feeling. Well,
0: isn't it great? I mean, when you figure out you got something to give back.
1: Exactly.
0: And then, so yeah, you feel compelled to give back.
1: Absolutely. Um, So, with that all happening, and then through like the church and stuff, I was like, okay, I need a career. Like, I have a GED, I don't have any education. I'm 25, 26, 27 years old at this point. What am I going to do with my life? How am I going to raise my son? Because I'm a single parent now. And um, I was inspired to go to culinary school because I liked to bake, and I was using baking as therapy as I was transitioning from my old life to my new life. I just started baking things. I went to this church relief society event, and they taught us how to make cakes out of fondant. And I'm like, this is bitchin'. It's like little Alice in Wonderland cakes. I love this.
0: And, And the process, just the mind, you know. Sunk into that and the hands working.
1: Ah, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. I believe that we're all creators of something mm-hmm. and we all have that creativeness inside of us. Yeah. And when we actually activate that, is where we start developing our own self worth because it's something that you personally are creating and you just, it's it's amazing.
0: Well, you know, because it's, it's really what I think where our self worth is when we get, we find that when we get outside. Of, you know thinking about it's about us but rather than thinking about it's about something yes you know and absolutely. It, when we have a purpose and you, that's what you started to, to figure out
1: absolutely so yeah i went to culinary school um for baking and pastry because i wanted to do cakes so i'm like this is going to be my jam yeah. um within that time i interned with um, a lady here in town who did awesome cakes and I, start, I ran her business while she was pregnant, and then we were on Food Network a couple times competing, and I just... And
0: this was when though, the Food Network started?
1: Food Network started back in 2013, 2014.
0: So you, you've been doing this Food Network thing forever. For about for, five years yeah. now,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it was all cake-related stuff, and then... How did
0: you get picked for that?
1: So we just pretty much submit our work, and mm-hmm. if you have good enough work, they'll pick you. And you have to have a pretty decent personality, you know, because TV. Mm-hmm. So yeah. well, I you think, have that. <laughs> Thank you. And
0: you, you went on. Uh, you saw this was a. Uh, uh, were you like a regular watcher of the show of these shows?
1: I was. Yeah. I, I loved it. You know, growing up on the ranch, my mom would cook, and she owned a cafe in the small town of Newell outside of Rapid City, mm-hmm. and I was always in that restaurant serving coffee and pancakes. The old people and wash, you know, washing dishes and stuff. So, the restaurant stuff has been in my life, you know, ever since I was young. So,
2: almost genetic for you.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and you
2: know, Dave, uh, me and you, we have firsthand, uh, you know, experience with with her coming in uh, in cooking. That's oh, right. Because yeah. the first time that Mark, uh, I lost just about twenty pounds. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> Well, she came up to Dave's place, and uh, she actually cooked everybody a fantastic meal. It was Thank great. Thank you.
1: It was yes. so much fun.
2: So so what happened next? Uh, you, you're,
0: you're getting into Food Network, but does that just instantly make you a superstar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, absolutely
1: not. Now you're just you're
0: driving around. You're, you're in the back of limos. You know, Dude, a...
1: <laughs> red carpet everywhere. Obviously. It doesn't
0: like that, is it? Not at all. Come on, people. If you think it is, if you think anything's easy about any of this, you are out of your mind. Out of your mind. Don't try it at home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, so um, I actually left the lady that I was working with and decided that, you know, and then I went to another place and she just totally used me for my cakes and just, I was like, I just like. (laughs)
0: She used uh, you for her cakes. Oh,
1: I know that could be interpreted a a little But um, So then my mom's like, you just need to do your own thing. You need to understand that you're talented enough that you could do this. And I was like, well, F it. I might as well. And that's what I... So that was the birth of Sugar Mama's Bake Shop mm-hmm. in Forest Grove. Yeah. I decided I was sick and tired of working for other people that didn't really value what I could do and decided just to try it on my own. And so within the month that I was open, I was completely out of debt. We were in a profit. Um, we were super popular. I was making cakes for Grimm's 100th episode here. Here in town, Um, Tony Martinez from Good Day, Oregon, making his white cakes. Yeah, Yeah. So it it blew up, and it blew up so much that um, I really lost myself in the Mm -hmm. business. So it was a great blessing, and I learned a lot, but I could only hold on for two years because then at this point I started gaining all my weight back. I wasn't an active um, parent, my son. And
0: and gaining the weight back is why... Because you have quality to,
1: control, <laughs> baby. <laughs> we had the best bakery in town. People would travel like hours just to come and like take a picture with me and just to have our stuff. Like it yeah. was, it was bitching. It was really awesome mm-hmm. and a great opportunity. Well, but someday
0: you're going to write a book. There's no question. But
1: everybody keeps telling me that. Well,
0: yeah, you still have a little, I, I see I you got a few have... chapters done. Now you got to keep working on them.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a never ending book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then after working 18, 20 hour days, uh, Wayne over 455 pounds at this point, sleeping on a cot. I don't even understand how I could do it. Um... Being at that weight, it was just so but you difficult. Were your butt I was off still. working my ass off, yeah. and I was sleeping on a cot for like three hours a night, and then waking back up and then getting back up because the bakery opened at six o'clock. So you had to do stuff. I had a team of seven employees. Some of them were family. My mother was there, and she was like rocking the country style, you know, breakfast stuff. My dad was in there in the morning making donuts before his job. Oh, wow. So yeah, and then I had employees, and your that family
0: was, lives around here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Everybody moved here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, We're all from here. Yeah. So. Did
0: your parents have, well, you don't have to answer this, but (laughs) were your parents uh, overweight? They,
1: my mom uh, was, but when growing up she wasn't. But mm-hmm. otherwise, no. I'm like the only fluffy chick in my whole damn family. I don't know yeah. how that worked out. Yeah. Um,
0: but, but it's a gift because you're, it gonna, really is. You're, gonna overco- you're overcoming, and it's something you can share.
1: Absolutely. I believe that we're all placed on this earth with a certain trial or something in our life that we have to overcome, and mine is my obesity. And I'm If grabbing- anybody
0: out there... I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, if, if anybody out there... Um, wants to know more about your journey, before I forget, you know, wants to know more, wants to get connected up with you in some way, and wants to be inspired by you, how do they connect, how do they reach you, or how do they find your whole tribe?
1: My whole tribe. So, on my Instagram, it's Mm keto.michelle.wellness, and then same with my Facebook page, it's Michelle Wellness um, What the Fat Snacks, because that's my new kind of launching thing that I'm doing now.
0: That's keto.michelle.wellness.
1: Yeah, on my Instagram. Okay. And then on Facebook, it's Michelle Wellness. I can only remember one. (laughs) You're like, slow your roll, sister. All right.
0: So we will hit that one more time. Yeah. Okay. So now you're deep up in a lot of cool stuff but it's still a super
1: struggle. It's a super struggle and I was so unhappy. I remember this one point I was like on a mental breakdown to be Mm -hmm. honest. Like there's so much pressure when all of a sudden you are responsible for seven people's paychecks. That's insane Mm -hmm. and then working so much, never seeing my kid. I was like now I'm neglecting him in a different way and so I just really had to reevaluate myself and I wasn't happy. I would cry before going to my bake shop. Like that just wasn't a life that I wanted to live and then like I trusted people that I shouldn't have trusted. I signed contracts that I wish I never would have signed. It oh, was a lot. It was the struggle. It was, and I was just like...
0: Did you have an attorney to look no, out for No, I had
1: nothing. Yeah. I was just doing it all on my own. So I was like baking and that's making cakes. That's ill-advised,
0: I tell you. Yeah. As much as attorneys can be a pain in the butt, they really are necessary.
1: And they really are. And so that was a learning lesson for me. So then that's when I decided to close my bakery and to focus on my whole mindfulness and my weight loss journey and being actively there for my son, because now he's 16, he's going to be going off to college in a couple years, yeah. um, so I really needed to focus on that, so I decided to go keto, gluten-free, sugar-free, in a year and a half, I lost 145 pounds, and just freaking killing it.
0: And you credit that to the keto, uh, glu- but not gluten-free, sugar-free, you, you you credit your
1: weight loss to that? I, I really do, mm. mostly the sugar-free, mm-hmm. because sugar is just so horrible. Sure. Sure. It, is, it really is.
0: Sugar's quick calories, quick weight. Uh, and it's addictive.
1: And it's so addictive. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that, so that was my thing. So I do a lot of fasting. I do a lot of intermittent fasting. I only feel my body when I absolutely need to. Yeah. Um, and then just researching. I'm, you know, I love to research things, and the knowledge is power. I'm a firm believer in that. So as I was researching the ketogenic diet and gluten-free and the effects that sugar has on you, um, I just... I fell in love, and then because of my past drug use, my brain and my memory isn't the best. Mm-hmm. And from the research that I have found, like the ketogenic, the higher healthy fats for your brain actually could rebuild your the brain omega
0: tissue. Omega 3s. Yeah, and, such, and
1: like uh, avocado, uh, coconut oil, nuts, yeah, stuff like that. Because all
0: that stuff has a lot of the, uh, you know, balanced omegas.
1: Absol- right? exactly. Yeah.
0: It's. I've always. I've always been a subscriber to that. I like. I like nutrition that makes sense.
1: Right. Exactly. Some people get
0: off on all these different uh, things, but what makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. And then what. Uh, what works? And absolutely. Uh, sounds like this works.
1: And it's working for me now. And I have to adapt here and there. Like I lost a lot of weight really quickly. Um. So I have to like change it up. You know, every now and then. But. It make, what I really focusing on is dark leafy greens, a nice healthy, fat, you know, protein source. And That's just, a no brainer
0: right there. It, it
1: is like, and you know, we're born in a state of ketosis, mm. and um, if you think back with our ancestors, they were hunter and gatherers, so they were eating berries within season, and they were eating vegetables and meat on it, you know. And so.
0: sometimes each other uh, when they <laughs> ran out of other things
2: to
1: eat. There you go, <laughs> but it's protein nonetheless. Right. <laughs>
2: You gotta do what you gotta do.
1: Yeah. So,
2: Michelle, you know uh, you're. uh, You talked about the gluten free. Yeah. I mean, um, that that market right there is super hard market. It is. So tell us a little bit about that. How you got in and how you overcame it, and the kind of things you're using in order to make those products. So. Good point.
1: Yeah. So gluten free usually has a bad rap. Like it does dry or this or that or doesn't really taste good or use like brown rice flours and tapioca starches and stuff like that. With the whole ketogenic approach um, is all about whole food. So I actually created an almond and coconut meal ratio. So like basically my flour is made from nuts. And then, um, so that way it stays nice and moist. It has those healthy fats in it. Um, and so that's kind of the approach that I went with that. And then you could even infuse your oil with different flavorings and herbs. Um, so I do stuff like that. So all my product that I make now has about seven ingredients or less that you could all pronounce. Mm-hmm. And it's all, like, you know, natural for and then, you. And,
0: and, and tell us more about your product. Do you, um, how, Where is it available? And, um, okay, just tell us kind of what is the philosophy of it, and, you know, how does it work?
1: So basically, so it's called What the Fat Snacks. Hmm. So, <laughs>
0: That's what I call that, What the Fat <laughs>
1: What the Fat. <laughs> um and the whole philosophy about it is like having um great food that you could eat but also is unhealthy um, for you. I want to do something that's really innovative and completely different with the whole baking industry. I want to add collagen and minerals inside of our baked goods so that way when you're eating something It's bread though. It is. But as but of now, it. it's so worth it. Because, it's because so,
0: it's maybe you could probably just eat it and not a whole lot of other things. Exactly. Right yeah.
1: Exactly. Like uh, typically one lo- my loaf will last you a couple weeks. Mm. Um, you just pre-slice it, throw it in the freezer, and it has such um, good nutrients inside of it that your body's sustained. It's, it's full. It doesn't need to have a crap ton of bread. And it's an occasional thing, too. And I think that's where the whole mindfulness comes in is that we're so used to just eating food-like items or eating bread with this and this and this when sometimes when you have to really approach it differently as like this is like a, a, a treat or if I am going to have a hamburger bun, sometimes I just eat a hamburger without the hamburger bun. And just really being mindful of what you're eating um, but also, I just want to make it where it's healthy for you. So. Now, there's
0: nothing low-calorie about it, right? It's, it, no. But, but you don't eat a lot of it.
1: But you don't eat a lot of it, and the calories that you're getting is from healthy fat sources. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes it good. So, then so, so
0: explain that. Now, you know, you told me about this high-fat baked product. I was just like, wow, okay. It makes sense, I mean, from in a, in a way, but it's a large quantity of fat. I mean, uh, ratio.
1: It is and because it, it mostly follows the ketogenic diet. So mm. when you're on a ketogenic diet, the higher fat is actually better for you because you feel fuller longer. So um and but it also matters the quality of fat that you're having into your body. Like you can't be eating like french fries and crappy like canola oil and vegetable yeah, lad.
0: oil. Yeah, lad <laughs> was like disc. for a second there lad thought, "Oh man, I'm eating just the right diet." <laughs> and then you then not you clarified at all. no not not, at all. Uh, not
2: french fries uh, you know no um, all that crazy. You know, something obviously listening to you uh, Michelle that you've overcome is that i know in the past that uh, gluten-free products, bread products, muffins, whatever—they didn't last very long on no. the shelf. So how did you do that?
1: So because of the fat ratio on that, and then so my products. So what I'm in the process of it. It's a startup, so nothing. I started on farmers markets and just bake it out of my kitchen, just seeing what the market was like, and it just blew up. And honestly, what you
0: don't—you don't leave it on. You can't leave it on the shelf. For you
1: can't leave it on the shelf. You so you it's refrigerated it. and the, or freeze it. So what I'm actually coming up with is doing mix so that way you're in more control of when you want to make your bread when you want to make your um, baked good products so i have about seven prototypes that i'm creating right now from biscuits to scones to different types of bread um and then this way you could be in control of the fat that you want to add into it you could add either butter ghee or a certain type of olive oil or coconut oil and then the quality of eggs because that's what i've done research on as well like Eggs are not just eggs. Free-range, pasture-raised eggs are the best quality for you. But if I use those eggs inside my bread loaf, you're going to be paying, like, 15 bucks a a loaf. So this way, you could determine on, like, how healthy you want this bread loaf by with the mixes, which I think is pretty great because not everybody can afford pasture-raised eggs. So
2: explain that a little bit more. So it's a mix. So they can go online. No, not yet.
1: Not yet. We're in the process. Just working on this. (laughs) Yes.
2: It's a great idea, and it's going to happen,
0: but
1: yeah. But yeah, so I'm just, you know... but so, yeah, so that's going to be the product. So that way we could ship nationwide and internationally. A lot of my audience from my weight loss journey and my Food Network appearances is everywhere. So, and they're always like, how can we get this? And even today, I got a lady who's like, I want to place an order for 20 loaves of bread. I was like, it's going to be like $18 a loaf. She's like, I don't care. Yeah. So it's a really high demand, but I wanted to make it to where it's easy for us to ship. So the mix idea is where it's at. And then it has a longer shelf life, which right. is vital for baked goods.
0: Well, people yeah. should realize that, uh, you know, the $18, they're saving something.
1: Exactly. Especially when you're eating this way, you're Mm -hmm. not eating the mass quantity of food that you used to before. Like with me, it's all about the quality of food, not the quantity anymore. So I eat like once a day, but I'm full throughout the day, but I'm eating like bitch and steaks, like grass fed beef and organic, really good quality food. So I don't need to eat as much as I was. I'm not drinking those coffees every day that cost six, seven bucks. You add that up, like boom, that's your loaf of bread. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that, that's, you know... All, um, I will drink a $7 cup of coffee, but I won't pay, you know... For bread that costs four or five bucks.
1: I, yeah, isn't you know, that insane? That was, that was
0: my yeah. that's my history, but
1: you know. yeah, no, and we all have something similar with that, mm-hmm. so it's and a reality check for myself.
0: I want before Lad opens his mouth again, I gotta say, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, uh, you know, bow to the sponsor. <laughs> Today's episode of the Felony podcast is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. Publicize handles all communications with the media and any content required to do this. as press releases, editorial pitches, etc. And they offer a wide range of PR products and abilities out of which you can construct the PR package right for the future of your business, lad. Man, those guys are uh, hitting it, aren't they? You know what? They keep on uh, uh, you know, being here for us.
2: They are. Yeah. They have been from the beginning. And you know what? These guys really do a good job. How do you know? Because I'm, it's radio. You, know, <laughs> you say that. You say this thing. I personally use this. I mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, listeners, please leave Felony Inc. podcast a review on iTunes. We might even read it on air, motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, that's the second time I've said motherfucker today. I know.
2: That's have you now. always excused me? <laughs> that was three
0: now. Really? damn. Yeah. <laughs> <again. laughs> Goddamn! Yeah. Can't argue with that, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, now let's get back to the wonderful guest we have today. I am uh, not only just uh, excited that she was able to join us on kind of uh, short notice. Um but that she's such a great guest. I, mm-hmm. I kinda knew she would be, so Thank
1: you.
0: Uh she's got some interestingly colored hair though.
1: <laughs> it's grey. <laughs> I see there's some
0: color in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Uh, Same
2: color as Dave's.
0: Yeah. Boom. And, and nobody 20. can nobody can say otherwise, That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> with purple. Glad in can lie with impunity. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> so uh okay, well we don't now. Well, what is going on? You've got you've got this product that's in development. You've yeah. got you, you're in, you're constantly creating and working on things, yeah. and uh, I'm excited about that myself. I think you have great potential.
1: Thank you.
0: And so. Uh, but but let's go a little bit to your Food Network experience. Is yeah. that is there some good stories there?
1: Oh goodness! <laughs> <laughs> um, once you're on TV a few times, it kind of takes the magic away, <laughs>
0: yeah. you know. Yeah, but it's it's but, still magic to others. Oh
1: yeah, no, and it's magical when you like sense yourself in it. Like mm-hmm. it's I'm so grateful for the experiences and the opportunities and the people that I met. I was able to meet Duff um, Goldman from Ace of Cakes and kiss him on the cheek and compete in his thing, and he was like one of my cake idols. So that was really incredible. I'm um, flying to New Orleans and competing and filming on different stuff. You meet incredible people. And I think that's where it's all about. And that's where I'm really drawing. And um, you know, my uh, excitement from is just meeting people and yeah. the experience and thinking back like a mere eight to ten years ago, I was drugged up without any purpose and mm. without any direction. And now I'm like, competing on the network and
2: Yeah. That's right, you now And she gotta meet us too. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. She about never would have met us. Sorry about that, Michelle. It's okay, I'll
1: forgive
0: uh, you. <laughs> uh no that's Mark's fault. It so, is Mark. We'll uh, Mark, blame where's Mark. Mark at Mark <laughs> Gailey. Anybody anybody remember Mark Gailey?
2: Slug him. If you see him, just walk just up and
0: slug him. Whack him. him. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, yeah, I was going to say, though, uh, what particular shows have you been on, and what, how can we see you on the Food Network?
1: Okay, so the first couple of shows that I was on was Duff Till Dawn, Outrageous Wedding Cakes, and Ridiculous Cakes. So I was on about four or six episodes of Ridiculous Cakes. Duff Till Dawn was a one-time um, series, and I was on the first episode of that, and, but currently I am on Food Network's Halloween Baking Championship Season 4. Halloween
0: Baking Championship. Championship. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, so last Monday was the first se- you know season premiere and I right. made it another round and I can't really tell too much more of that. Right. You'll have to watch and see, but every Monday I have a viewing party where you get to come down, watch the week prior from 5 to 6, and then from 6 to 7, we watch the new episode Episode and then from seven to eight, I'm doing like a cake raffle and I'm making a dessert that I made on that episode. So then you get to experience what I went through. Yeah, <laughs> on very Food cool. Network and, that,
0: and that's how the Coyote Barn Grill. Coyote's
1: uh, Barn Grill, now,
0: yeah. A lot of people aren't really uh, they're probably they're listening probably
1: won't be able to make
0: it. Because they're either not around from around here, or it's going to be gone by the time they hear this.
1: Yeah. So, put Food Network, just FoodNetwork.com, and Food Network on the show, and
0: and if they if they were to search Michelle Honeman
1: they'll be able to find up. me. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty unique name. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: yeah, it is kind of. <laughs> So, Michelle, you know, every program, I always like to go to the personal side of things. There's mm-hmm. two things I always like that our guests, our, our listeners to hear. One is the importance of education. Yeah. And second is the transformation and the turnaround of you and your family.
1: Okay. So education obviously was key for me. If I didn't get my GED, I wouldn't even be able to go to culinary school. I am very passionate on trades. I believe we all should know trade. I think that's super important. So am I. I'm so passionate about that. Like even with me, like if I don't have anything else, I could bake and I could cook like a mother. So mm-hmm. that will and I and, and it's helped me a lot of things. If I didn't have money, I could barter my way. So and that that's a really great way if you're wanting to start up any type of business. Like really teach education. Yourself in a trade. I think that's super vital. Even if it's playing the guitar, I think that's amazing. Anything, any trade that sets you apart. So, education is key and it's super important. I gotta say,
0: guitar is one of the worst trades ever. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you just happen to be Eddie Van Halen or somebody of that sort. Eric Clapton. We're all 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 on, on, of course. He makes all his money that way. That's true. (laughs) Which isn't very much money. (laughs) This is also true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it's still something. And then as far as like the family aspect goes, right now it's just me and my son against the world. So I work a lot of different things to try to make my ends meet. So I do like Grubhub delivery, food delivery. I do Lyft driving. I bake for farmer's markets. I'm always trying to make money some way or another. Like right now I think it's a golden opportunity that we can no longer use our background our past as an excuse to not excel in this life there's so many opportunities anything, to make money
0: you can you can use it as a positive as something, absolutely it's, it's something in your tool
1: belt absolutely you know, and adversity exact and being open with that and not being ashamed of that yeah. um and honestly like i got to give a lot of credit to dave like when i got into the baking industry you were so open with your story and what you're doing that it gave me hope that I didn't have to be ashamed of my past and that I could excel to do great things so I gotta really thank you because I don't think I would even be here so even just being here and going to your house that was an incredible moment and experience for me because you helped me believe in myself through sharing your story which then motivates me to be really open with my story because who knows who you could help and inspire
0: it's so powerful Um, I remember when I did it Originally, and put my story on the back of the bag. It was a no. It was like I didn't have a choice. You know,
1: yeah. um,
0: people were gonna find out who I was.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly, so you might know? as well just be open with it. Yeah,
0: why not just tell it like it is? But then I realized, over you know, I started realizing it was a lot more than that. It was. Your story is so powerful. It doesn't, you know, we all have stories. And some of our stories, um, it all kind of depends on how you, what you've learned from your story, because that is valuable.
1: Absolutely. And then Sherry, and I think that, because I just remember in the pits of hell that I was living in, I felt so utterly alone. Mm. And I felt like nobody, I'm going to tear up. I felt like nobody could relate to me. And so now I just hope that through my struggles and my journey that. I could be that pillar of light for somebody else that feels like they're so utterly alone. I
0: absolutely know you will be.
1: Thank you. So, uh, yeah.
0: I, I'm really uh, proud of your accomplishments. Um, thank you. Me yeah. too. Thank you. I mean, it makes me want to go, yeah, well, I got a few more pounds to lose. <laughs> I'm going to do it, man.
1: No, but, you uh, look
0: great. Uh, well, uh, I'm kind of a. Um, I'm kind of hard on myself. I got Oh yeah. I have to do this. You know what I mean?
1: And, oh, and I get that. It's my
0: personal thing.
1: You know? No, I totally get that. Even when I watched myself this last week on Food Network, I'm like, I'm so fat. Yeah, it's could-
0: the progress you've made.
1: Thank you. And and I have to recheck myself. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm looking at that and I can only be like, oh my gosh, I can- I didn't know I had back fat right there and just like stupid stuff. <laughs> and that doesn't even matter.
0: TV and- really me- messes up, messes <laughs> you up too. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah.
1: I want to take that. (laughs) But so, yeah. And I just posted about that on my Instagram of like I'm I'm working through that, like I'm recognizing that I'm feeling those feelings, but also like look at my journey and look at my progression and, and to pat myself on the back like, granted, yeah, I still have some more weight to lose, but I'm doing it. I'm not just sitting on the couch eating don dons or Whatever Twinkies and, have and stuff.
0: Have you plateaued th- at all?
1: I did, so that's yeah. why I started fasting more. So I, I'm doing extended fasting, So my longest fast was six days on like a water fast. Have you and started
0: on making progress again? Or you I have. Yeah. So yeah,
1: this past week I lost six point two pounds. Ooh, nice.
0: So no, this is great. It's great for people. Almost everybody, as we get older, needs to lose a few pounds. Yeah. You know, can always lose a few pounds. Yeah. Especially Alon. Look at him. Mm-hmm. No, actually, I look this way. It's, it's all done with mirrors. <laughs> yeah, he weighs 400 Fabulous. pounds, but look at him. <laughs> look at Give me some of those like,
1: mirrors, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he
0: weighs about 120. It's 130, actually. It's like <laughs>
1: 130
0: is my target weight, actually. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, so you can use be what the fat snacks.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can eat all he wants, I bet. Right. Yeah.
1: No, and, and that's the great thing about weight loss. I I feel that it applies to young, old men, women, and my story, how I want to change it, is as I lose my weight, that's gonna provide me a larger platform to speak yes. on. And I want to give back by starting like a nonprofit thing for youth and teenagers. So you're really about post prison and I think that's amazing. I want to really focus on preventative care. How can we get these teenagers and these young kids
0: before they go to prison. And I'm a 100% there too. Yeah, I know. We talked uh, about that. Yeah, I I just think maybe it's not my strength uh, to focus on that, but maybe it is yours. My, uh, ultimately what I'm trying to do right now is build a, a platform for speaking that is really just about transformation. It can be any age, but uh, you know, I I think some people are better at, fo- at focusing on specific areas. Yeah. I, d- I totally believe in upstream action. Whatever you... Wherever the problem starts, that's where you need to be. Exactly. And uh, we just don't have enough.
1: No, no, absolutely. And so that's where my kind of focus is, which it's really great to kind of just be working with you. And Mm. you've been so helpful and so inspiring to me and motivating me that I feel like, you know, just together we could just wholly like, help change the world and inspire Mm. the world for better from post-prison to preventative care to teaching these children that there's a different way of life. You know, because that's where I was stuck. Like, I thought, like, this was my life, this is how I'm going to live it. And, well, it's shit, but I'm living it and I don't have any other way. So, if we could just, like, help people find a different path in life and learning to trade and developing that self worth and stuff, I think that that's a ripple effect and that could change the world. And I think that we're all here to be able to do that for one another.
0: Well, I can tell you, you're, you're um, sincere and uh, passionate about. And, uh, changing or helping people, Thank you. including yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, it starts within us, <laughs> yes. right?
0: Well, I have to keep coming back to help myself here and there. Yeah, you know, that's where it is.
1: Yeah, because we can't help anybody else. I can't help
2: lad all the time. <laughs> no, I need help too. Hey, um, to you ask you a question. You know, your son is how old?
1: He just turned sixteen last week. Actually, does
2: does he have the same passion for bakery and, and as you do?
1: No, he actually hates cake because as I was developing recipes, I'm like, honey, try this, honey, try this. He's like, mom, please, no. So I he likes never ch- get
2: tired of cake. <laughs> <laughs> <Me> Noted. <neither.
1: laughs> well, and, no. and you
2: know what? On that topic. What where the hell is our cake?
1: I know
2: <sighs> Men's always doing that, putting people on the
0: spot.
1: I got you. I got you. You got me? I got you.
0: Hey, just get get make him a pie and throw it at him. <laughs> That's what my son likes he likes
1: pie and cheesecake now. That's the closest oh, cake he will get. I love cheesecake.
0: Oh, Me too. I'm gonna make a killer cheesecake. I'm not in a, I'm not in a cheesecake. Um, I can't eat cheesecake right now. I, I don't know. I have to I have to get really skinny before I can eat that. You know? I don't know. I make a healthy version
1: because hello, this baker likes her cake and eats it too. I want
0: I, I want a cheesecake that tastes like cheesecake, but it only has ten calories. Oh do that
1: for shit. Me. I'm not a miracle
0: worker. <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs>
1: well. Oh my goodness! I'll just have to like develop like a, an aroma of cheesecake right. when you're eating air. Yeah. There, there you, you go. go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, don't let that oils. stop, because
2: all whatever the calories are when whatever you make, I will eat it.
1: There you go. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: yeah. So um, the products that you do have available right now are at the farmers market.
1: Yeah, and then um, twice a month on my Facebook, I post my menu of what I'm making for that month because I'm very into seasonal stuff. So Your this month,
0: Facebook again is
1: is Michelle Wellness forward slash What the Fat Snacks. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, you think she's gonna say something else? She <laughs> <laughs> uh, so changes. Uh, yeah, and Instagram is Quito uh, Michelle Wellness.
1: Yes. And so there's where I'll post my menu, and then so we could do a pre order because now farmer's market season has come to an end. So, and then I'm doing this food network thing, and I'm working, so I'm only doing it twice a month, so that way you could stock up, get what you need, um, and then go from there. Until my my true transition, though, is I want to get into the... The mixes. I was just gonna say, yeah. And the products so that way you could and it's make it super simple. I'll have the instructions on the back. So just like going to the store and buying a cake box mix, anybody can make a freaking cake box mix, mm-hmm. right? So that's what how I want it easy for you because I also believe in learning how to cook. And now this day and age is a lot of people that order in and that's so unhealthy. And it can and i I'm, I'm a firm believer that our food not only can cure us, and great for our physical body, but also for our mental mind, mm-hmm. and so having good quality food is, I'm really passionate about it, because well, it's just it's, changed my life.
0: I, I think it's a, uh, a big factor
1: in um, overall health. Absolutely.
0: Exercise is another. Yes. And, um, of course, we, we have to have healthy minds, but those healthy minds kind of, um, you know, with the right... Use of our minds, we develop healthy minds. Yeah, glad um, to learn a lot. I uh, know. Uh, <laughs> so There's a lot to learn. Yeah, he doesn't have much of a mind to, to answer that. So uh, we, we, <laughs> you know, we're getting down to really low on time, and I want to talk to you. I'm going to make make sure that Michelle, because she's going to come back sometime, but <laughs> but for now. Uh, if you could just give us your last word. You know, anything you want to promote, anything you want to just uh, exclaim it's up to you.
1: (laughs) It's up to me. Are you on the spot? I know, look Uh at you put me on the spot. Well, I could think of obviously um, just promoting giving back and helping people and inspiring people. I think that's key and Mm -hmm. if you're struggling with things, um, really start to look within yourself and how you could help other people um, because I think there's great power within service. So I know when I'm feeling like crap I try to help somebody and it just instantly brightens my day and it's a ripple effect and I think that we all have the po- power and the opportunity to change not only our lives but other people's lives and inspire people so from just helping somebody with groceries to their car to mm. seeing a single mother you know carrying her kids upstairs and offering to help like little tiny small acts of kindness could go a tremendous way
0: Well in your case uh, you know just by example, as you lose weight See, this is just something i keep coming back to but yeah. as you lose that weight you are such an example and such an thank inspiration
1: you. thank you
0: and that is giving back too whether yeah. you you know
1: you're which is really foreign for me i get messages almost every day saying oh my gosh you inspire me because of you i started keto my whole family were down 160 pounds like yeah. my, like and at first i didn't know how to receive that you know well it takes
0: it takes bravery it takes courage to do all that and yeah. uh, that's that's the giving Thank back you. aspect of it.
1: Yeah. And owning our story. So owning your story, enjoying the journey, mm-hmm. every little bit of it, and paying it forward. So that's yeah. kind of my enjoying final thoughts. Enjoying the
0: journey is a whole lot about about accepting where you're at now. Absolutely. And doing the best to make it even better
1: next time. And not time. beating yourself up.
0: Yeah. So that's really great. And you know, I have to move on okay. uh, and finish this show. And yeah, uh, so, you know, we have a phenomenal guest next week as well, Catherine Hoke of Defy Ventures. Defy is all about transformation through entrepreneurship. So it's you know it's the same old stuff we talk about here, <laughs> but Catherine is uh, someone I've talked to before, someone I've heard in interviews, and she is prolific about this stuff. She has done so much, and uh, so I look forward
2: to that next week. And coming up after the break is Latino Founder Hour with your hosts, Edgar Navis and Claudia Cardenas. Their podcast is usually in Spanish, so que pasa con mis hermanos y hermanos. And
0: once again, thank you to our guest, Michelle
2: Honeman, and visit her
0: at Quito.michelle.wellness on Instagram.
1: Yes, thank you again. You're listening to the Startup Radio
2: Network. Listen.